Welcome. You've joined the Topless Travel Show with Carolyn David, bringing you to some of the sexiest and most erotic events and vacation places around the world. Our show is here to help you open your mind, explore your options and push your boundaries so you too can achieve better, better love, better sex and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Topless Travel Show and we are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey everyone, welcome to the Topless Travel Show where we will be broadcasting on location at selected events exposing new and exciting adventures to stimulate your desires. Topless Travel brings the travel culture to sexy open-minded couples so you can explore the possibilities and I mean all the possibilities while on vacation. Whether you travel to relax or party hard, to get in touch with yourself or your couple, or to build relationships and make new friends, or to simply hang with compatible, genuine people in non-judgmental location, we've got the stories to get you fantasizing about starting your next adventure right now. The Topless Travel Show is all about pushing boundaries, and as usual, we're going to be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. So, are you looking to party and travel with sexy, fun, and open-minded people? Getting together with compatible couples while on vacation creates lifelong friendships and lots of great memories. On today's show, we're going to be talking to a sexy couple who are here for the very first time at Hedonism 2, and we're going to be getting into the importance of investing in your relationship and making decisions that keep your relationship stronger and spicier, of course. Of course. But first, before we bring them on, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to all other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely buy one on Amazon. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Topless Travel Show, and we're so excited to introduce today's guest couple. Well, we've got Jen and Eric, our generic couple who are here at Hedonism for the very first time. Welcome, Jen, and welcome, Eric. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> we are doing great, and thank you guys for taking the time this afternoon to be with us here. Yeah, hey, guys. You're it's, welcome. It's really nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting over the laughing from the I intro. Know. <laughs> I know. It's really fun here. Um, <laughs> so welcome, guys. Listen, why don't we just get started by you telling us, first of all, um, how you guys fell into this lifestyle, where you learned about it, and, and how you guys got to come here. Oh, you're Jen, putting me on the yeah, spot. Yeah, let's start with you, Jen. <laughs> Tell us what you think about the Ladies lifestyle first. and how you learned about it. Um, I think Eric probably introduced us to it, and it... The first thing we ever went to was a sexy Halloween party. And how long ago was that? Probably eight years or so, I'm guessing. Okay. So, Eric, where did you find out about it? Well, I was raised a little weird. So, I was raised in Vegas. So, I was around a lot of people that did a lot of crazy stuff. My dad was kind of a crazy guy. He's one of those weird executive type guys that did all kinds of crazy stuff. So, I was kind of 
involved in a lot of stuff when I was younger. And then you're talking about sexy stuff, right? Like sexy stuff. stuff. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Not sexy criminal stuff. stuff. Not like crazy okay. stuff. Okay. So, and then my my mother was more conservative, and they were divorced, and so it was kind of this weird two sides of the the track thing. And so, so you found out about swinging from your from all these things that from you Vegas. learned. No, actually. Oh, okay. So, so no, it was more of the sexiness of us doing stuff. We were actually doing stuff when we were in college. Mm. So, like when we met. Um, it was really kind of this sexual connection was also there, not only the physical connection and the mental connection and those things. And so we started young. Uh, and you guys have been together things. a long time. Yes. Yeah, so about 20 years. Okay. And so it's a little bit different, you know, but I didn't, the, the swinging stuff or the, the stuff in the lifestyle probably started as if we started getting in more of these sexy parties and things that we were doing. Mm -hmm. And then we found Cassidy. Okay. And that actually Which is a dating site as a dating site. And then we started going to more and more events. When Eric and I met, <laughs> uh, I was 25. He was 27. Typical horny 20 year olds, whatever, um, kind of on with her life. So that wasn't an issue. Several years later, I had two kids from my first marriage, um, six kids together. So eight kids later, wow. I think. Um, Life was a little stressful at the time, and I think especially Eric. <laughs> Eric was looking for probably some way to get us connected back together again. Oh, I guess. And absolutely. find that original. And are your kids very close in age? Um, they're all about two years apart. I have two sets of twins. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So, we still have six that are at home. And um, But yeah. when you when you and Eric were together... Did you have good sex? Did you have great sex? Did you have awesome sex or did you just have boring sex? I I think we've always been pretty adventurous. Uh -huh. It's anything that anybody wanted to try, we were okay with. Um, I don't think that we really got very adventurous, though. I think we were happy with what we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, we're pretty sexual by nature anyway, so it's... Well, popping out that many babies, I can see you do it a lot, right? Yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> so there aren't too many days go by that we don't have sex. Oh, that's um, great. So it, there wasn't that lull. It okay. wasn't like, oh my goodness, it's been, what, four weeks since I've had So the know. reconnecting is about being a more adventurous sex or just having more yeah. time together, really, or, right? Or, or uh, making it even more heightened is another thing. Because yeah. of the yeah. heightening of it. Like when we started, uh, I remember watching this movie and they talked about the guy goes, and I think it, he goes, you both need to get your cookies. And to me, it was really big that a w woman, if she's going to be involved, she's getting her cookies mm -hmm. before I get my cookies. Cool. And so that was I kind of our cookies. big <laughs> thing is getting cookies. So Do I get my cookies first too, David? You always do. Yes, I do. See, see, it's so always it's, better when you get them first. I know, yeah. right? That way he doesn't eat them all. <laughs> I like eating the cookies. <laughs> so we, we started doing sexier and sexier things as we were going. Like we had the kids and that was so much... Um, so much was just magnified towards that and raising them and we were starting with this business that was growing like crazy and then we stopped that kind of slowed down and then we started focusing on us and then you know heidi went out got the nice beautiful boobies done and then um, we started going to some of these events and we went back to a thing called nudes a poppin i don't know if you guys have heard no. of that and so nudes a poppin is this uh, environment where they bring in the best strippers from the United States and they uh, compete for two days at this nudist resort of all places. In the and, Vegas area? No, this is in Indiana. Oh, so okay. it's in Indiana. Wow. And so we actually were going out to do some work and we, we stopped there, did this. 
and um, just it, it kind of like electrified things. It was uh, because it was nudist. We'd never been Naked. nude. Wow. And so we started doing a little bit of nude stuff and then it kind of started. So I remember getting, when we went to that first because we had we were very new. I don't know that we were even classified ourselves as being in the lifestyle. We were just having fun and being a little curious. Curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we had never been to a nudist resort or anywhere where we were clothes were off. And I remember it was required to have the clothes off of the pool. And so when we went down the first day, I remember I was like super nervous. We had fun in the pool, but even that night we were had a night party. And Rob's like, "You should walk back." Eric was like, "We should. You should walk back to the." The, the trailer naked and I was like oh my goodness like mm-hmm. it's dark outside you think that shouldn't be a big deal but I'm like even in the dark I was like really nervous to do it. I did it but man it was really strange wasn't that exciting the thought that he suggested it and you said you know I really want to not not that he, he would put you down if you didn't do yeah, it right. but you know that you really wanted to do this I can remember one time that David said before we were in the lifestyle he said Let's go to the mall with your panties off. I was wearing a little skirt. Take your panties off before we go. And just knowing I was walking around the mall with no panties on was so exciting. It seems so tame now, right? right? But, you know, we're used to just prancing yeah. around everywhere in nude now. But that's so exciting that very first time. You probably will never forget that. I, I don't. In fact, the other night we were rocking back from the pool. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't have any clothes on. And, yeah. was, and my sarong had gotten wet so I wasn't putting it back on and I'm like oh and I thought back to that first moment when I was like oh I was too scared to do this yeah back then so on our show we interview a lot of Jen and Eric's because a lot of people need to unfortunately stay anonymous and when we ask a question when you were younger were you sexually active adventurous um into it what age did you start we get two answers one hell no it only started in my 20s or i started when i was 15. jen what were you like when you were in high school and college um i was very much the shy type um my first husband was the second boy i'd ever dated wow so there was no exploration there really wasn't a whole honest and was he the guy you had sex with the first time yes i we waited until marriage Mm -hmm. and how was Um, it the first time well you know (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) that obviously we aren't together and uh, there Uh wasn't a whole lot we did in that marriage but See, in my life, my dad, it was more acceptable. So even at like the age of 12, I was the guy that kissed the girl first. Ooh. At 15, mm-hmm. I was fiddling around a little bit. But even bit. now you're a charmer. So I can imagine that. You were probably a charmer back then, right? <laughs> it was fun. You charmed your way it onto this fun. show, didn't you? It's, it's, it's fun. I, I like I like talking to people, oh. like connecting with people. I Eric's think it's awesome. Fun, so I'm so. just teasing you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, we did, so I did that. And then I, I was thinking about what you guys were saying about the first time lifestyle wise and what had happened is we started going to a lot of um we'd leave town because we live in a small town we don't want to be there doing stuff and we would go to a like um, a strip joint Mm -hmm. and what we found is that that jen likes women and so that's when we would sit at the rail and then that would be the nice thing or and we found this connection between her and these women you want to know a secret yeah i like women too (laughs) that's great and i like jen (laughs) <laughs> and I would like Jen and Carol together. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, baby. No problem. So so she uh, became, you know, she really liked these girls. And so we would sit there and that kind of led to more and more. And then we started going to events. 
And we went to um, a couple events in Las Vegas, a couple takeovers in Vegas. And then from our work, we travel all over. So we started doing all these different events. While you and were working. While we were working. Yeah, and then uh, we got into doing some of the takeovers. Mm -hmm. And like uh, some of them are very uh, connectable with people. Mm -hmm. Like there's one in Tacoma that we did. And that one was three days and it was a complete hotel takeover. Nice. And it was amazing. Nice. So. And Jen, and Jen, what was it that attracted you to the women where you said, you know, I'm going to go outside of my monogamous relationship and my choice is going to be women? Well, two things led to that. Um, one is my relationship with Eric and um, the openness that he is pretty much to anything. Um, if it's going to make me happy or if it's going to um, be something that I would enjoy, he's usually up for it. Um, and it's uh, he's really willing to encourage me. Um, so really you I, prioritize your relationship together. That's a very yeah. important thing that you stay strong. And And with that comes that I don't feel embarrassed i guess mm -hmm. to pretty much talk to him about anything do you remember your first time with a woman another woman yeah and what was it that you found so different than being with a guy um i think it wasn't even the first time that i was with a woman but just watching women in general um, they're just beautiful. Mm. They're beautiful by nature. Everything about them is beautiful. They're so sensual. They're, they're just soft. And I mean, they're just, what isn't to love, right. you know? And do you prefer to be the giver or the receiver? I am definitely the giver. Oh. I, I tell people I'm not a very good starfish. I don't know how to be a starfish. Carol? Um, oh, I know how to be a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> With my that said, <laughs> With that said, being here, I was given the chance to be a starfish and and I was able to get out of my own head and just enjoy that. Well, that's something that you can definitely look forward to again, because that takes a lot of mental fortitude to figure that out, how we do actually learn how to receive and accept and then love to receive and accept because it's hard for women when we are givers by nature, I think. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that we also have to please ourselves yeah. and that we have to take, you know, when it's we can. It's hard to sit back and not think, oh, are they uh, yeah. enjoying this or I should know. I do this or who's watching me do that? Right. And and right. So, so Carol's first choice is always hard cock. Always. <laughs> and and she describes herself as bi-situational, bi-selective, bi-selfish. But what about that first time you went down on, um, we were at Desire, and you went down on, um, I won't mention her name's mm -hmm. Pussy. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? Well, I was terrified to do it, but David was with me. And we he did said it together. He was going to walk me through it because anytime, like I don't mind if a girl or a guy goes down on me, like I'm happy with that, no matter what. But I never know what they're doing down there. So I'm thinking, well, I have no idea what they're doing down there, but it feels <laughs> awesome and I'm just going to take it. So now that I have to do it, I'm trying to figure out what were they doing down there, right? So David says, well, I'll help you and guide you. And he did. He was right there with me. And It was very hot, both I, our tongues licking the other woman's I know, clip. but I still I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. Like, mm -hmm. I still didn't know if I was good enough to do it as others have done to me. And it's not that I wanted to perfect it because that wasn't really my thing, but I was really happy that I tried. So I backed away and let Carol go. And? 
Yeah, and she came. And she had a beautiful yeah. orgasm. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, and I kept on it, which I know I always want someone to keep on it because if you're feeling good, you don't want to <laughs> let it go. But I still wasn't sure if I was, you know, up to the task. I didn't want to take a, anyone else out of that place and say, well, I'm going to be the best there. That's not my thing. But I was really glad that I did try it. And, she, and the other woman got up, kissed her, and said, oh, my God, that was awesome. So, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it's I get it. Take that praise. as a, no, as I get a, as a, it. I, get you know, it. I had a good right. teacher to start off with. And, you know, sometimes when I'm really hot and horny and that's all happening and we're all going down, that's all going on, it's a lot easier for me because I, I didn't want to be in the spotlight of being the my first time going down on a girl. Everybody look here. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have all these stupid thoughts going in our head, right? right? Like, what if I screw up? What if it doesn't work? What if she doesn't get one? You know, and yeah. but it did turn out great. Welcome so. to my world. I know. <laughs> and I think not even in the girl girl situation I think we can get in our minds in any situation you know whether it's with our spouse whether it's with another person or yeah any yeah other couple. unfortunately There's, that is what happened even just so, enjoying Erica, life to, in general I wanted to ask you because we all see and love and appreciate the beautiful breasts on Jen over here <laughs> and when you mentioned that when she got her new breasts and you're doing some other things but was it your idea or her idea and tell us about well, the discussions you had before making that very big choice big choice <laughs> well yes. i think that with couples and especially with men there's a problem and the problem is that men in general will go and they'll invest in like stock market they'll invest in their house their job and they'll spend all this time and stuff but a lot of guys just don't invest in their spouse and the fact that they want them to be like attractive so they'll be like oh you should go to the gym you should do this but no really what they should be doing is go Hey, honey, I would like to go to the gym with you. Yeah, I would like sure. to go and do this with you. I'd like to help you do this. And so we did a lot of research, went to a lot of doctors before we found this particular doctor and he did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. And so but what it did is when she got them, it was kind of like the um, the start of the fireworks, mm -hmm. because when she got them done, they were so amazing. They uh, were so um, good for her that it just boosted her confidence and made her feel sexy. And then from that point, she wanted to go to the gym more. She wanted to go to the clubs more. Right, and right. it kind of like did this kind of like domino effect over time. And, and then it also like with me, it made me push, you know, what else can we do to help our relationship get better so we can become sexier and sexier, have more fun. And that's where I think a lot of this happens to all of us is that we start learning so much about each other with what we want and then uh, it kind of blooms like a nice flower. That's yeah. really what it's like. You know, that's so well said because I remember when we first started in the lifestyle and that was 15 odd years ago and we started buying sexier clothes and we did it together. You know, you're saying go to the gym together. Well, we went out and bought the sexy clothes together. We bought the sexy heels together. And when Carol's getting dressed, I love watching her get dressed. And she'll tell you sometimes when she's getting dressed, yeah, I start getting turned on when I'm getting dressed. And I only want David there. I won't get dressed unless he's there. I want him to and us together. Oh, her pussy to, is dripping wet. Yeah, to decide what I'm going to wear. So when we pick out the outfit together, we say, well, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? And by the time I'm putting on my mascara and getting ready, um, my pussy's already dripping. And sometimes I can just tap my pussy and I'm squirting on the floor already. And it's just <laughs> getting ready. And we haven't gone anywhere yet. And <laughs> well, What you'll think is funny is that when she's picking out clothes, it's usually me that's buying. Ah, so I buy a lot of the stuff and then she'll try it on and I love that I yeah. like and, and I joke that she's like my doll too uh -huh. so I've uh -huh. got this doll that I tries on stuff and so 
seeing her put it on and she'll get upset with me every once in a while because I'll tell her, you, you got to put the shoes on too. Uh-huh. It might not look good without those shoes. Uh-huh. And so even before we came here, two days before, we were trying on every single outfit to make sure that it worked. And then you got to make sure you can stick it in your mug, all those outfits in your mug to right. take them on the planks. They're right. small and thin. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Well, you that's know, that's it, great because for Valentine's Day, instead of me buying Carol something, and a lot of guys go out there and buy lingerie, part of her gift was we were going to the mall together and we each had to buy us, we each had to buy one of us each other we each, we had, to each had to buy each other, each and other <laughs> a sexy outfit right um, but before we get off the topics of this breast let's hear from jen and find out how did you feel about first of all having the operation it's a big decision to have an operation first of all big and decision. then how did you feel about the results and what it yeah i mean your beautiful husband described it in such a lovely way but coming from you let's hear it from you now um it definitely had um it's a definite self uh, confidence booster um you go from flat pancakes that, you know, you're having sex and you're looking down and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't even turn myself on, you know, how is he getting turned on? How is this, you know? Um, Eric is also, he's always been amazing at complimenting and and building me up. He's always building me up and I'm not as good at doing it back to him, although I try, but he is just amazing at that. And so even though in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm this frumpy person with all this saggy skin. Um, he never made me feel that way. But on the other hand, he knew that I felt that way and and was looking for a solution. As far as the surgery, by that point, man, I'd had three C-sections, the last one being super emergency. Everything was just thrown together at the end. So really that surgery, I was like, oh, that's nothing. You know? <laughs> nothing scares me and I'm like yeah I'll be I'm but I'm also kind of a positive optimist or whatever nothing's ever gonna go wrong I think that's the opposite of it. <laughs> anyway so I mean I didn't really worry about it and honestly it wasn't that big of a deal and, and how did you feel when you had your tits done uh well certainly it was not my first surgery either I've had several um yeah but I think it also boosted my um Self-confidence, absolutely, because over time and with babies, your breasts start falling. And not that you have to be perfect. I'm not saying we have to look like Barbie dolls. That was not the goal. But to make myself look a little bit nicer and a little bit sexier with, I think, more rounded boobs is something that we would like to have after going through babies. And you love showing your cleavage and then you put on heels and your chest and your body holds it a bit differently. You're absolutely gorgeous the way you are. But after you had your boobs done, and I noticed immediately that you were much more comfortable wearing sexier, more revealing outfits. For sure, absolutely. It, and it's really powerful because like yesterday, we went and did the, the catamaran cruise. Right. And the part that Jen liked the best was on the way back, We were there was two catamarans because our group was so large. Right. But we were the ones that were was hugging the coastline going down, so you were getting these different groups that are there that you know watching you watching us and she was on the side of the boat dancing completely buck naked and in front of the world it was just so waving to them all getting their attention to watch her do that and see how empowering it was to her it made the whole ride Mm -hmm. it was uh probably one of the highlights that i've seen Mm -hmm. on this trip so far i would agree that's probably my highlight because i was out of my head yeah i was enjoying the music i was enjoying being with Eric, I was enjoying being with Eric on the boat, 
and um, and the other people around us were obviously amazing and super fun. And um, yeah, I wasn't thinking. So how long ago did you have your boobs done? Um, it's been probably eight or nine years the oh, first good. time. Okay. Um, and then I was kind of like, you know, we didn't have to do a lift or anything. We just made them big enough. Okay. And so we didn't have to do it. But then after, you know, eight or nine years, I'm like, oh, it's time to get them redone. So we did a lift um, in June. Oh, okay. So nice. we have a nice second scar, but even then. Beautiful. That's okay. So we're going to move yeah. from talking about your beautiful tits on to um, being here at Hito for the first time. What's the difference of being away in a sexy environment like Hito for seven days versus some of the clubs and t- hotel takeovers you've spoken about? The one thing that I've noticed about here and the clubs that I like the most is the connection this place drives you into connecting with people and the clubs that we like the best have that connection. And a lot of times it's the layout of how it, how it is. And it's also um, just seeing the people around you like here, the uh, main pool or the nude pool, you'd say very, very uh, conducive to people being together. You have uh, the bar right in the pool. You have everyone is in this same area. It's almost impossible to go through it with and not talk to people. And what about the difference between going to a club and having to make that connection in an hour versus here you having five or six days to do it? Well, that was one of the things that we wanted to do here. So we actually made our trip longer than most people. Most people are here a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, you keep hearing these stories about people being here a week and how they leave and they want to reschedule right away after they did it. And we're on the, the mindset that we want to be here long enough that we know that special spot where you want to stay that long, but not longer than that. Mm-hmm. So we did 17 days. I know it's pretty crazy. Work led us to do this because we kind of own the place that we work, but we were able to do that. And so far, it's been just wonderful because we've been able to go slow and just meet as many people as possible. And that's what we do every day is I try to sit at a different table. I try to be around different people because I'm a people person. My wife is a uh, she loves people too, and we like to learn about people. And we met some really crazy different people here. Oh, there's a lot, and of it's been people. awesome. Just the people alone, and like you see the brochures and the things that are going on, and you see the videos, and that stuff is so like you know it's that fake cheesy thing where they're all like actors and they're all like cut models, and no one cares. They want when people come here, you get people of all different shapes and sizes. And they have an awesome story. Everybody has an awesome story. So you think 17 days is ideal? No. I'm, I'm in my head right now. I'm betting right now because we're, we're... Day day what? Uh, what? What we're day is on, it for you? This is day seven. Seven, okay. So this is day seven. So in my mind right now, 14 days, which we, we are on the West Coast, which is horrible. So we have a day to tra- travel and a right. day to travel back. So I'm thinking 12 days. Okay. That's in my head. Okay. So, But I will tell you guys... Yeah. On you know, we stayed here for 89 days last year. Right? I know, I know. And I know we could do that. I totally know we could do well, that. Well, only because we wanted to escape winter. Yeah. And right. of yeah. course, we were in lockdown and shut down where we lived during yeah. COVID. And this was a beautiful place to stay. We did yeah. our podcast. We worked every day. So do you and- think 89 would be a little too long? No. <laughs> no, I actually don't. He's a guy. Especially, I would not Jen, be away from my kids Jen. that long back. Especially with the winter. <laughs> right, no, yeah. no kidding. I think being here is different. It's It can be a good thing that you can slow roll, get to know people, especially if um, you're either newer to the lifestyle or newer to this environment that you can kind of take your time. Um, and it could be the flip side where you're like, 
someone thinks you've made a connection, but you really don't want that connection. Yeah, You're like, when do you go home again? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it can be a give and take, but again, it's a big enough resort that you can avoid people too. <laughs> yeah, but also um, I really believe that communication being honest, you have, yes. that's, it, it pushes you maybe in an uncomfortable situation, but yeah. it teaches you to actually be kind and honest and right. you tell the person, even to their yeah. face, and I'm thanks, we, but no thanks. Exactly. Here, here's something we've yeah. learned, this that I've learned from this, is that we don't drink, okay? So we we never drink. We don't drink. We're either. not drinkers. But we got into the we first thing we did is we our goal on day one. I actually wanted to do it before we checked in is to go and fuck inside the the nude pool. That okay. was my goal yeah. to get down there okay. and just blow the blow the lid off. Right. And we with went who? down there <laughs> with this with, with his lovely with, wife oh, and maybe someone else. But yeah, well, lovely yes, wife. We'll start you. there. Yes. And so we got down there and we uh, blew the lid off. But what I found is I was really shocked because in my mind, I was thinking of a different resort and how they do things and it was totally different. It's more social here. Yeah. But what I learned over the week is that the way that it goes is if you're coming down here and you're thinking in your head, how's it gonna work? You get into the, to the pool, people will meet you and they get used to you. And then the next day they're more used to you. And the next day they're more used to you. And by day four or five, you're all like family. And it's like you're yeah. meeting, everybody in there is talking to everybody. You feel connected with everybody here. You're, in you're a group. introducing these people to the very new people right. who and, come and, in every day. And you're doing that yeah. every t every time. And yeah. we had even a couple yesterday that we were really glad that we saw. We saw on one of the sites that we were on. They came in and they were the new couple. Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So so it's it's mm -hmm. just this kind of cycle that goes through. And I really love just meeting the people mm -hmm. and how crazy people can get. When we first got in there, we felt thought, oh, this is, they're going to be crazy like this. We're not even part of this. But by day four and five, we were to totally in the middle you know, of the mix. Um, we're going to take a quick break in a second. But on that point, we talk about it all the time that the lifestyle, and we're going to talk about your sexual lifestyle after the break, is not about sex. It's not about fucking. It's about the people and the connections that you make. And Carol and I have said for the last 15 years, every time we go on a different vacation, we wanna make a new friend. And we do, we make more than one new friend. And some of them we have great sex with, and some of them we've never had sex with, but we have a lot of in common in terms of open-mindedness, uh, sexual um, openness, and having great conversations where you're not just talking about the weather. Right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to remind you, this is the Topless Travel Show. We are Carol and David. We're having a great discussion with Jen and Eric. And when we come back, we're going to get a little bit into their sexual preferences, a little bit about self-pleasuring, and more about their vacation here at Hedo. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want to talk about uh, topless travel being the best. You know, we're here. We have a great time. And if anyone's looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then... You have to book with Topless Travel. There, there's like no other option. Um, from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise experiences, Topless Travel has to be your number one choice. And their trips and events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's shout out to all their sexy host couples, including Chelsea and Mark, who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And you're going to find us, you, like we are here on Bliss, um, on a lot of the amazing Topless Travel trips. But listen up. The one we're really looking forward to is the Sexy Silver Takeover at Desire Pearl from October 16th to 23rd, 2022. We're going to be there broadcasting live. Uh, rooms are absolutely selling out quickly. I know a lot of people book here on uh, the Bliss Cruise. So um, book now. Come and join us for a week and we'd love to meet you there. 
For more information about this trip or any of the Topless Travel events, you just have to go to thesexylifestyle.com and click the Topless Travel Events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. All righty. This is the Topless Travel Show. We're Carol and David, and we've been having a great discussion with Jen and Eric, who are here for 17 days, not like the 89 we did last year. Yeah, (laughs) but they're here for the very first time. They're here for the very first time. and the first-timers view on everything here at Hita. Absolutely, and they're you know they're they're first timers here for the first day, but now they're like introducing people to other people. So let's just talk a little bit about your um, sexual preferences or your sexual the definition of your sexual lifestyle. Yeah, we already you, know you're bisexual, Jen. Well, we figured that one out when we went into it with the girls. <laughs> um, are you uh, tell us a little bit about how you live your lifestyle and what is define it to us? Lifestyle in general, um, I think. Eric likes to tell people that I'm. Oh, I got it right this time. You did. <laughs> Eric likes to tell people that I'm 99.9% lesbian, and he's my one percent. And for the most part, I find that that's true. Um, and and I really do like being with women and having that very sensual, soft experience that you get with women. Um, with that said, being to the different places we have, you do have a limited number of people that you meet. And I'm kind of picky at, with my guys anyway. Um, and so this, obviously the what I like is a big, burly, very masculine man and you don't always find that. Um, I'm very tall myself and I don't like men that are short to me. So I think um, coming here has allowed me to explore that side of it and to figure out together as a couple if we want to go farther than we have in this lifestyle. So you've, you've told us very clearly that you guys are soft swap, right? No. Well, and I wouldn't say that we've even gone that far. I, I, okay. I've been with women. Um, generally, I do not play with men. There you okay. Go. So that's and, not and that's very right. Clear. That's not soft swap. And we're not trying yeah. to put labels on things, believe me. We're just trying yeah. to let people understand what these things Correct. mean. That's all. So that you you don't actually play with other couples? No, with well, other men. Kind of, kind of to add to that sure. too is that um, uh, it, I, I do get a, to play a little bit with the women when we're okay. doing stuff. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it, what happens, what I've learned is that you get a lot of guys out there and they tend to, when you say, oh, it's women time, they, you know, they need their time. They really do. And a lot of guys, what they try to do is they try to jump into things. Mm-hmm very quickly <laughs> and i've learned that if you are refined it sets you in a different uh image of the girls than the guy that just jumps in because mm-hmm. it puts you your gears different and so from that i usually have a lot of very good success because of that so i got a question jen yes if you're going down on another girl and you're licking her pussy and playing with her tits and making out with her is it okay for eric to be fucking you Yes, uh, in certain situations. If you just want your alone time, you say no thank you, but otherwise you invite him in. Yeah. Whatever your name is. <laughs> Didion. Eric and I, yes, we will. So if we say if we are with a couple, the women play. I will play with Eric. She can play with her man. Sure. He can play with her. I'm okay with that dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's when um, it's when you want to touch me. Right, is you better ask. Very clear. Um, and it's not always going to be a yes. And okay, what about right. the two women 
sucking his cock. We have done that. Good. Mm-hmm. And I think Aaron likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? What's there not to but like? What's right? very cool here is your definitions, your lifestyle yeah. is very, very clear. Right. Yes. Yeah. And what if something changed and you wanted to change something? How, how would that discussion go? Well, usually what we do is we've learned from another couple um, is that you set the, you set the rules and then if you're going to change the rules, change them the next day. Oh, yeah. Don't change them on the fly. Never. Yeah. Never change yeah. on the fly. Change it the next day. Yeah. Talk about it. And we always talk about scenarios and we always throw out scenarios. And she doesn't like scenarios. But when we talk about scenarios, it gives her kind of an idea because we knew that this place was going to be hopped up. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be nitrous compared to some of the places that we've been. And it has um, um, we, we've done a little bit more here than we would normally do. Okay. Um, and we knew that was coming, but we did talk about what before we came. But how cool is it that a vacation like this is forcing you guys to talk about sex? There's right. so many couples out there who don't talk about sex. They have yeah. sex. They have missionary on the left side of the bed for 25 years. Mm-hmm. But here you're talking about the what ifs. And, you and know, that's there, kind of fun, too. Yeah, because there might it be, doesn't have yeah, to happen, no, right? And, and there might be something that pops up that Jen might say that, Really, Jen? I didn't know you were thinking about that possibility. And then all of a sudden, it might become a fantasy. Well, and here's one that happened um, just yesterday. <clears throat> so, Jen, t- t- we're walking but to the, to the new pool. And Jen t- turns to me and goes, you know, I don't know if I really like you kissing or deep, you know, like kissing girls or them putting, you know, not like pecking, but kissing, kissing. And I said, hmm, that has never come up. Because in the past, it's always been that was okay. I didn't have an issue with that. And not even... Five minutes after that happened, one of the girls that we'd met on the catamaran that we got to know and we were connected with walks up and just lays one on me. Like a long one. Yeah, a long one. Sits on my lap, lays one on me, and I just turn to her and just start laughing because that's what we just talked about five minutes before. And was it okay or not okay? Um, it, it was fine. I mean, really, it, it kind of bothers me only a little bit. Just because that jealous streak comes out. Right. But I, not to the extent that I'm like, oh my goodness, can't do that again. You're in such deep trouble. You know. Carol's going to talk to it also. I know, because that's one of the things that people ask us all the time is about jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, from the beginning, I could not understand why I was not jealous when David was with another woman. And I, I thought something was wrong with me. I didn't feel jealousy. Mm-hmm. I learned from these experts that we interview that it's all about the self-confidence that you have in your relationship, basically. But the one time that I did feel jealousy was when he had a long, long kiss with somebody, just like you said. And it's a little bit of a threat. And it's on us. Yeah, believe right. me, it's not on them. They're doing the, right. They're not doing anything being wrong. guys. However, it was for me, it was at the end of the play. We had a couple over. We had done our thing. Uh, they were on the way out. Uh, and David was kissing her goodbye. In my mind, we were done. And he was now into a deep kiss with this girl right. at the door. And it was like. Mm. I didn't want that to be right. the last thing he remembered. I didn't. Uh, I, for me, it was over, and right. it was like, and I had to talk about it afterwards. And it's weird to think that that, that little was thing. more intimate know, than, right? in yeah. our minds, yes. than actually having sex with someone. No, and and the cool, the the not the coolest, the weirdest, the most interesting part about that is the opposite of jealousy is compersion. And Carol gets turned on when she sees me fucking another woman, mm. but that kiss. That was too much. It, it was, was a little because yeah. the intimacy was it was a heightened intimacy. Yeah, but it was I also think I was after re- everything was over, right? And I wasn't oh. ready for it. You know that that kind of thing too. Right. But it's just interesting that this 
jealousy can come out like that. And yeah. sometimes I say, well, not that no, don't ever kiss her again, but just be wary that I might be jealous. When we're done, we're done. Yeah. You see, and we, we do the scenarios in her head too. And we talk about, um, like I always do the scenario because she's not in a men, but I always do the scenario if you're with another guy. And I always go, well, if you're with this guy, I don't know why I'm not jealous, but if you're with this guy, I would be jealous. And then the other day it hit me. And it's because of the, it's like an alpha male thing. Okay. If I feel like the person is threatening me as an alpha male, because, you know, you always think of yourself as a guy as an alpha male. All of us men think we're tens, you know how it is. But, you know, we're not, we think that way. And so some men don't have that and it, and it doesn't threaten me, but other men do because it, it feels like it's taken away from mm-hmm. me. And that's that self-conscious mm-hmm. thing that we have as men Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so again that's now you know what your triggers are and it's okay to know what your triggers are and you prepare yourself for it because you know very well she's coming home with you tonight i mean there's no doubt about that right so you have to stop and think wait settle down you know jealousy go away because i know he's gonna finish kissing her and come right to bed with me like she's not he's not leaving the door with her with her you know so yeah yeah, we just have to when we find out what our triggers are then we can talk ourselves down again i'm gonna go back to that communication thing exactly you guys have such a great openness in your relationship that you can talk about anything and you try things and us guys we screw up all the time you know we're there we're we're, we have a cock we have an erection and the blood's down there and not up here in our heads and and we do things but if you don't talk about it it festers right it festers and festers and then you end up in a big fight instead of saying look you know um there's it's not a no but can you make it 30 seconds and not, you know, two and a half minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and back to that communication, Eric and I are really big on, he'll tell me if he finds a woman attractive. And he's always said, you know, if you find someone attractive, you got to let me know. And for a long time, I was like, didn't find very many people attractive. But, um, but, I, but I was hesitant to tell him. But I've gotten to where, especially in this situation, I was like, you know, I could see myself with that person. And he and I think that's where he came with his epiphany of why he thought he was alpha male in one situation over another. And, and going back to we were we were in Las Vegas and we met a couple and and she said that she goes this guy I'm attracted to and I and it's rare. It's very rare. And at that point that one to me was one that challenged my alphaness and i was like oh, i don't know about this one Kay. i think she's got a type right? and then but, but it was <laughs> yeah. really funny because we met You're one the type <laughs> well we met one here we yeah. met one here uh-huh. and he didn't ah interesting and i was like I, i'm totally okay, okay. with that there's nothing wrong with that one and, <laughs> I, I love and, these you know, discussions yeah. because and it's these... all in your head it's yes. mentally it's from Isn't what it? you believe his name yeah. was david oh I don't yes know. yes <laughs> and it was right jen but on the on the flip side on i don't have i've never had a problem in my life I would say rarely have I ever had a problem when Eric has told me (laughs) (laughs) that he finds a woman attractive and there's lots of beautiful women out there and I can appreciate them with him. But on the flip side, it doesn't hurt my self-confidence because he is also telling me that and he is constantly building me up Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. making sure that I feel the worth that he sees Mm -hmm. in me and um, that confidence is just there. Mm -hmm. I loved how we talked a little bit earlier before we got on air that, um, you know, you guys invest in your relationship and Dave and I also, we invest in our relationship. We know that there's only two things that are important in our lives and that's, you know, us and how, how we earn a living. And no matter what, as long as we are 
happy with what we're doing. The decisions we make about are about us. And I found it was the same for you guys that you make a decision based on that. Is it going to make you stronger? Is it going to make you happier? But what about self-pleasure? Now, self-pleasure is something you're going to do alone, sometimes solo, sometimes with your partner. So how do you guys deal with self-pleasuring in this you know, type of uh, system that you have that you're building each other up and you're supporting each other at all times? Uh, the, or here's a funny one about this. She gets mad when I do it for myself, and it's not for the reason you think it okay. is. It takes away from her getting more dick. <laughs> and so if she's not getting laid twice a day, then she's getting upset. And uh, so, like, honestly, we've had less sex here because of all the activities than we do at home. Hun, you heard that twice a day. <laughs> yeah, sorry, David. Twice a day. See, that's yeah. too much for me. Okay, how about twice every second day? And I'm not and I'm not joking, we do. Twice we every do. second day. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not that's not well, the compromise. And and he says and and I kind of made that joke that we were having less sex here, but that doesn't mean his dick's not in me the whole time we're in the pool. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't count that. <laughs> no, this is awesome, guys. So so tell us talk let's talk about self-pleasuring. Let's go ahead. I would say that it's not something it was certainly something that was taboo growing up. Yep. Um can't say that I didn't do it, but that was also something I never admitted okay. <laughs> to anybody. Mm-hmm. Did you but have your first orgasm with a toy or self-pleasuring or with your guy? Um, a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was young and I probably didn't know what was going on anyway. Yeah. I certainly don't think I had the right words for it. Right. But um, I think now I um, I can, I don't even have to half the time. I mean... I can tell when when I'm not getting enough, I start having naughty dreams, and I tell him, I'm like, you know, when's the last time that <laughs> that I took the time to, you know, to have an orgasm, and and you know, I don't know, I so, guess uh, we used to joke all the time that the because every uh, women love the wand, wands are like mm-hmm. women saying, but she for the first couple of years that never have a wand, it was just your tongue, my tongue, yeah, mm-hmm. and so it was always important that. If I'm going to come, she needs to come first because I want the experience to be as good for her as it is for me. And when that happens, it just, and I tell all men, do it because it will blow your sex, sex life up. It will get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, she does use one now and she has her own Sibian. So we do have toys, Mm -hmm. but it always goes back to the tongue, you know? So one of the things that turns Carol on is watching me stroke my cock. Mm. Nice. Okay, I'm just on the bed, and I got a bit of lube, and I'm stroking my cock, and on a regular basis, I'll just sit there and masturbate, and Carol will take out a toy or her fingers, and she'll play with her clit, and... When we say regular, we don't mean every day. Right. Maybe (laughs) once a month, but I mean, it's still regular. It doesn't just never happen. It's something regular. And we'll just mutually masturbate, and it just is a massive turn on for both of us watching each other do it. Because yeah. we definitely don't want to get um, bored about sex. Right. And so we say, well, what are we going to do tonight? We like to make a menu. And very often in the menu, we put in self-pleasuring and we do mutual masturbation because mm-hmm. in our menu, we want to have a variety of and, things And sometimes we we'll do it and won't come. And then we'll slow down a little bit because it's a little bit of edging and then we'll fuck. Mm-hmm. See, and I think guys uh, tend to forget that women don't have the same equipment as us. And men in our head, we see our equipment and go, oh, okay, we, do, you know, we got our equipment. But my wife loves seeing my male equipment. She likes the feel of my male equipment. So for her, one thing that, I can, that turns her on a lot is rubbing 
my penis on her legs mm-hmm. of oh, all nice. things. Nice. She loves that. Yeah, that is nice. So if I do that, I know that I have a good chance, that even if she might not be in the mood, which she usually is, <laughs> uh, of getting her to persuade her. Mm-hmm. You know, we've well, never we've never had it. And I have to say, this is a really good thing. We have never turned each other down. Mm. Oh, ever. That's cool. Ever. Cool. cool. I was going to so. say, it sounds like you have very good appetites for sex. Mm. Carol loves when I'm giving her a massage and we have a massage table in our bedroom and I'm oiling up her back and I'm I'm on I'm I'm straddling yes and every time I move forward my cock just slides through her ass crack right and And it's all I'm focusing on he might be rubbing my my shoulders real good but I only feel that cock on the ass crack (laughs) so I know I know people love stories so I have to tell one story so we learned this little thing. We we went to a club in, in Denver that has an indoor pool and video screens and stuff. And this little French guy was walking around and he had a cup, like a squirt bottle like you'd have with a ketchup bottle, right. but okay. it was filled with coconut oil. Nice. And I'm like, he's putting it on the girls and they're touching each other. I go, this guy's got it made. He knows exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So now, because you got to learn from other people, we bring coconut oil with us everywhere. For and sure. We're using all there the time. So with the Absolutely. coconut oil, Perfect. we totally agree with you Perfect. guys. So yeah. we Perfect. get these very naked massages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love them as much as Eric does. Um, but yeah, that's almost always a request is, do I get my pussy massage? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And nice. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll rub up and down his legs, his arms, and his back. And it's very interesting to see the other people in the club, they'll come up and say, oh my goodness, that was a great show. And, I'll, and I'm like, well, I wasn't doing it for the show, right. but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Maybe but, it'll give you and, some. And what were you using the whole time? Coconut oil, yeah, of course. And, and what part of your body? On my pussy. It's a pussy massage. <laughs> yeah, of you course. Know? When, I'm on Carol, when I'm on Carol's back and I'm going up and down and the mm-hmm. oil's on my cock, um, it's getting harder and she's feeling it and right. all of a sudden she starts arching a little bit. <laughs> and it just, oh my just goodness, slips in, in there. In. How did that happen? That's I nice. don't know, right? Every once in a while I get, David, wrong hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very luby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just goes now, where it wants to. Besides being in a club where you can actually have sex and in front of other people, uh, are you into having public sex? Well, I love this one because this is our, so you learn over time kind of these weird they call them kinks i guess i don't know if this is a kink but we love fucking in water oh that is our big thing if we have sex in water if a club has a sex has a pool we're on top of that thing so about the beach and or the pool and or the hot tub we actually have not tried the beach Ah. yet because i have this of the salt water yet (laughs) joking about it (laughs) but i'm not sure how that will feel up in there but but. we'll be sitting there and you could be sitting right next to us talking to us yeah and you're fucking we're fucking yeah we're 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 talking you're just rocking and and i'm waiting for you to start asking me multiplication questions Uh and stuff like uh that and see if my mind is still there (laughs) but you know we're 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 Big you just like having water your, your pussy filled with cock, right? I do. That's and, what it is. And the water actually provides some really good positions that yeah. are not always feasible in a bed right. or okay. You know, you you it's always in the movies and every book, you know, oh, he's got her up against the wall fucking. I'm like, you know what? I don't know how they do that because <laughs> that's just it's hard. That's hard. But in the pool. Yeah, exactly. A lot easier, right? Yeah, they, had, they had a ledge the other day, and I kind of tipped her a certain way, and she goes, oh, my gosh, it's the best feeling I ever felt. Yeah. So we're getting to the end of the show. We have a couple more things we'd like to ask you guys. Um, let's talk about fantasies. What are some – and fantasies don't need to be 
They don't need to be something that comes to reality, true. right? It's just something you guys might talk about or think about. Is there anything that you have that either you might want to fulfill or that you just want to talk about? We'll give you an example. Carol, what's your fantasy? See, I have a fantasy about seeing some guy sucking David's cock. He's not into guys, but it might not happen. Maybe one day it'll happen. But I do have a fantasy about that. Funniest one with me would be that someday I want to die by me suffocated by naked women. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope there's no real dying at the end of that fantasy. <laughs> don't, don't listen to me on that one. I have to be really old when that happens. Yeah, so. okay. Let's, 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 let's go to jail. On your deathbed. Go to you only Jen. have one day to death, live. Death. That's when you want and, to fulfill and, and, that fantasy. And then I'll have to use one of you guys as sheets because we don't want to make a mess. <laughs> right? Miss Jen. Fantasy. Oh, She's dear. thinking. I know. I got to pick one. You can have a couple. What goes through my mind? Do you want me to tell uh, you mine? Sure. While you're yours. thinking? While you're thinking. Is it going to involve my jets? Um, it might be. <laughs> so, so Everything else has so far. <laughs> my fantasy would be like um, Carol doing you with a strap on and me fucking her while she's fucking you. A train. A train two, two hours from now. Yeah. Easy. And that, uh, <laughs> and I, I those turned, are some I, interesting positions. But I, well, I, I it turned, might have to happen in the pool because I was never sure how to do it. So that might be the answer. <laughs> but I, 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 I turned it around because, you know, you're not into other cock. Uh-huh. So this way. And you didn't want her pegging you? <laughs> Actually, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But um, no, definitely that motion of all the bodies going together mm-hmm. and. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long you'd last for. No, she didn't bring. She didn't bring her strap on, but she does have her strap on underwear with her. I love oh. it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Jen, you're up. I guess mine is more a little vanilla, and it shows my lesbian side. That's okay. It's your <laughs> fantasy. That, um, I guess I like to imagine waking up in the morning, rolling over, stroking her tits a little, stroking the pussy. Um, and kind of just waking up mm. the girl next to me. Nice. That's a nice fantasy. Nice. That, that is very nice. Yeah. What, what about your other one I'm with not like a the good 20, starfish. the 10 girls in the bed together? <laughs> it never hurts to have multiple girls in the bed, though. <laughs> oh, I know. I agree. Girls are welcome everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Last year we were here for my birthday and we were what? Four girls on me. They mm-hmm. tied me up oh. uh, down near the um, under the water park down there. Yeah. And was outside tied up, the disco. They got paddled. They got paddled. Got... Mm. Then they tied me, handcuffed me, and I put me on my back. And each girl sat on my face and went around and sat on my cock. And as they were sitting on my face and my cock, they were playing with each other's tits and kissing. And that was my birthday present yeah, last year. Yeah, we did That's lots nice. of videos. So he has reenacted that particular birthday many, many, many times. And no, paddling has never been in my nature. But one of the wonderful experiences we had, we were at a club and they happened to have their version of the dungeon room. They had a big cross up and there was a group of women. They had, were clearly um, friends. They were really into that. Um, they were all lesbian couples for the most part. Um, there was like they, eight of them in there. Yeah, there was like eight, eight of them. couples. And they were into the spanking and the flogging and whatever. And did you watch? We, we did. We, we were naked on a bed um, watching as they were had the yeah, cross so we, over on the side. And they had the dom, which was actually a guy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the eight couples were taking turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, they did have one and, man in and there. And did you get turned on by watching? Um, I don't know that it was so much of a turn on because I don't like pain. Okay. But um, it just goes back to that empowering mm-hmm. that we were accepting, they were accepting. Um, they weren't particularly fit bodies. Um, but all we heard the whole time was how beautiful the ass was mm-hmm. and how beautiful this girl was. And 
And um, we had some fun mixed in there, too, because it's really funny when they start squirming and get spanked. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also learned that there was some fun stuff that is super more tame. um, And they gave us this little glove that had kind of spikies on it. That you'd pet like an animal with. And it was Mm -hmm. just made perfectly right. Felt the the best ever. So, I mean, it was just a really neat experience and not something that you would get in normal everyday life. Here you go again with we went out after that experience for two weeks try to search for that glove oh, there, nice. and did so, you find it we found one yeah. close no, we're okay. still we're gonna get we're keep gonna, that one we'll find another so, one later interesting. On. you know um kink and little fetishes don't have to be extreme yeah carol and i play with um little tape for her to tie me down some mm-hmm. blindfolds edging and so that's a little bit a more you and know texture play you just use right? soft feathers right. or something it's, it's just alternative to regular penetrative penetrative sex and it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be with other people. It just is with you guys right. spicing things up. And try, we add it to Jen, our menu. Jen, Jen. Yes. Try an electric toothbrush on his perineum and giving him a blowjob. Oh, the back of the electric toothbrush. Back of the electric toothbrush. Just the vibration. Back of it. <laughs> just the vibration. <laughs> mm. Well, and you know, I think it's important to have things like your podcast that people can go and hear what's really happening you know you watch porn and and it's it's, it's my yeah, it's, it's my favorite sex. thing to yeah. it's entertaining to talk about i i would just i bash the porn the whole time i'm like yeah because every girl wants to have sex on the stairs right, right you know let's put the stair in the back but if you can discover you know? some um ethical porn some femme porn that's yeah. a lot more attractive and it's more real and where yes. the, the actual actress has a say in what she wants to do and how she mm-hmm. wants this whole scene to play out, you might find it a little bit more attractive. But again, it opens right. up dialogue. Yeah. Carol and I always talk it does. about the, yes. the, that's not real, but we right. can try. Well, yeah. you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> but, that's like, but yeah, we, we love to make fun of it, but knowing that it's right. not, real. not real life. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, not you don't learn how to drive from the so, Fast and the Furious. I well, know, and it's, right? it's funny because you the take the flip side of the... come in and fuck me every You, day, you, you take this, the flip side of the book, uh, the, the porn thing, and it's books for women. Yeah. Women love yes, books. Yeah. But I'll sit around. If she's doing a book, I'm going to be sitting there joking about how choppy the book is and everything. <laughs> so if you put like a group of women in there and they're all reading the book together, the guy is going to be sitting in the corner going, what the hell am I doing here? The same way a woman would. Exactly. They're watching porn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay because we all are different. We are. Yeah. We are. All right, Always. babe. We're coming to the end of the show. Last question. I would. I want to ask Jen if you were able to tell your very best friend, which probably you can't. But if you were able to tell your very best friend uh, what you like about this lifestyle that you lead, whatever the definition of your lifestyle is, uh, why you enjoy it, what would you say to her? That depends on the conversation which the friend is. Um, I would say that a vanilla friend or some person that I don't really want to know that I'm in this lifestyle as much as I am. Um, I'd like to talk about the sexy time that we have together, that that it allows us to be feminine and feel beautiful and he's going to feel handsome. And it's about that connection that we build because it's about us. Um, and you don't go to very many places that you can just be free and open and you don't have to be naked to be free and open. Um, but I, but I think the empowerment that, that knowing that I can be is probably what I try to get at least other women 
to feel mm-hmm. um, and understand that he's you not don't dragging in to, you into this. Yeah. You don't have to be the frumpy housewife, but you don't have to be a swinger either. Yeah. You know, but you can feel beautiful about yourself. You can feel good about yourself no matter what your body type, your body style, what your preferences are. Um, you can you can have that. And it's about investing in your couple. Absolutely. And, and to add to what she's saying too is that it, if she's not going to become the person that can be the person she can be if we let society and these things tie us down and her growth, even our relationship over the 20 years has been amazing. And it, just to see the difference between her when we started doing stuff and even now it's just amazing. And she's so empowered now from it. And I hope, I hope for myself and for you guys that we never have to give this up. I mean, I'm a little bit older mm-hmm. than you guys now. We maybe be, have been in it a, a little bit longer. But we hope we're going to get into our 70s and 80s and still be open. And whether we can still fuck or not, I don't know. But <laughs> well, we can still live sexy. <laughs> we can still live sexy <laughs> as much as we can or how we are going to define that type of sexy then. You right. know, I don't know what it is well, going to be, had, but um, I hope young, we can. I had a young single male ask me at the pool the other day. Um, he's a little bit younger than us, but he's like, you know, do you see yourself doing this in a decade? And I'm like, well, that'll only put me about 55, you know? So I'm like, yeah. I hope I don't feel <laughs> yeah, old at 55. Right. Right. And I told him, I said, I don't feel old. And I try not to think old. Um, but you also see people in this lifestyle in their 70s and yes. 80s. Yes. And you got to give them, them. props, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, it, and some are fit and some are not. But they're, you know. They're still here. They're still here. Yeah. And they're still enjoying life and and being young mm-hmm. you know you you can die at 80 being miserable or you can die enjoying yourself and the, cool I guess. Part, the cool part about being in the lifestyle and coming to places with topless travel like Hito or desire or the bliss cruise is that 50 percent of the people that come here don't play mm-hmm. there's 50 percent of the people that come here just for a great sexy vacation to spice up their own couple and to leave here a stronger couple like you guys have said and you guys are doing every day. Wow. That was very good. Nice way to end it up, Pan. All right. I closed that well, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Awesome. (laughs) All right. That was absolutely an amazing show. Uh, Jen and Eric, thank you so much for being here. Yep. yep. Thank Thank you you guys for having having us here. It's been awesome. Thanks. We appreciate it. And as we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the Topless Travel Show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We've got another episode of the Sexy Lifestyle Podcast lined up for you for next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new. Spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 